0: Alrighty, good morning. Had a little oops there with my my one fading over when I do these screen changes. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Still Growing in Grace. After all, none of us have really ever arrived. We're all still growing. Sandra, good morning from uh, uh, the UK. Thanks for those kind words. Um, being appreciated is nice, but so are you by interacting and, and watching and um, yeah, it's kind of it's really nice having having folks actually watch and uh, that are encouraged. So that's pretty cool. Well, today I've got a cool part two of last week. Uh, we had a, a conversation about how to grow deeper, or what does growing deeper look like uh, in our in our walk, and it doesn't have to look all religious like. Um, Andre and Marianne Rabe had a, had a great conversation. Part two is even better. I think you're going to love this. I shared this with my Hope Fellowship family uh, at the be- end of August, beginning of September but i didn't have a chance to show or share this with the still growing grace family so uh i hope you enjoy this it it doesn't hurt to re-listen to some of this stuff and uh i'll come back on after i'm watching live with you um interacting with you in the comments so um uh let's dive right into this interview i think you'll love it All right, Andre and Marianne, thank you again for joining me for part two of this. We're just going to continue the conversation because it was so good. I'm going to jump back to one thing that uh, uh, you said, Andre, about somebody told you to read, um, what's his name's book, or Gerard? Yeah. Yes, and you wouldn't touch it for six months. Well, I'd be in trouble <laughs> if I didn't mention a friend of mine who also told me to watch a video series. My friend and your friend, I think you stayed at his home, Rudy and Michelle Zacharias. Do you remember hey. them? <laughs> so, hi, guys, there. They got the plug. But he gave me a video set to watch from Bruce Walkup from Australia. Do you remember who he is? Yes. Okay. Well, Rudy said, Mike, you got to watch this video. Yeah, 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 whatever. Finally, I ended up watching it and just wept. It just hit. It's yeah. like... I, my soul wasn't ready for it, but God said, ah, it's actually more ready than you think. So yeah. this is almost like us getting dragged into a greater truth of who God is. You began last time talking about the reconciliation being the message, not mm. trying to do things, right? It's not the, the blood and all that stuff of the cross. This is, this is about the empty tomb, the restored relationship for all humanity. That's what I'm hearing from you. And so... Uh, last yeah. time we, we just ended up with the emptying kenosis. Uh, do you yes. want to keep expanding on that? Because I love that. Yes. I, I would love to bring those two because
1: people might think, how, how do those two aspects of these two different courses that we we running, how do they connect? Mm. Because the one has to do with narrative and the other one has to do with losing your narrative. <laughs> and um,
0: <laughs> and how can I say this? Um and by the way, I'm gonna say something else. Um, yes. you, you you seem to be tapped into a mindset that the West is not, the Western church is locked into theological cubbyholes that are clear, concise. Uh, once they're once the information's in them, they're locked, and you can't change the content. Mm-hmm. That's what the Western Church seems to be doing, and I see yes. what you're expanding into is more mystical, more open, more more spiritual by far. And yeah. am I hearing that correctly? You know, words words
1: are by their very definition there's an ambiguity about them, there's an openness about them. They, the the um, language is meant to be used to say things that has never been said before. Mm. Now, if we if we look at grammar, the rules of language, that might remain the same and it's necessary so that we can speak in a way that makes us understandable to one another, mm. because we've got that grammar. But each of us can can combine words, can com- combine sentences, can create meaning and say something that has never been said before. And I think God is more like the rules of grammar than what he is the author of the story. Hmm. In other words, God makes your story possible but he gives you the freedom to write it and author it yourself. Wow. Um, Even with sloppy handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he helps us through that. He's like with us in that and uh, and always creating new possibilities of meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the way in which this silent meditation and the transformation of our narratives, the way in which they connect together, is to first of all understand to what extent my narrative forms me and is me. And then secondly, to understand there's a part of me beyond narrative, Mm. beyond my story. You know, when um, Esau and, and Isaac, um, Thank you. Esau and Jacob, you know, the brothers had a, a disagreement, and Jacob comes to Bethel. And he lies his head down and he has this encounter with God. He wakes up, and in the Hebrew, well, our translation says, God is here, and I did not know it. There's a beautiful um, madristic tradition and way of interpreting that scripture that opens up new meaning. It says, God is in this I I did not know. And so that is what the silent meditation is about. There's a part of you that's beyond words. And there's a part of God that's beyond words. Mm. And for us to find new meaning, because who wants to stay in that little cubby holes mm. of defined definitions? My goodness, how boring. We've been part of that. To just defend the same mm. premises. Yes. <sighs> <sighs> Let's just live. We made for life. We made for possibilities. We made for creating new mm. meaning. And the way in which silence does it is actually right in the beginning of Genesis. You know, in the beginning, when God created. Actually, again, the the Rashi, a Hebrew um, teacher, changes the translation so beautiful. And Robert Alter's translation of the Bible beautifully changes it. It says when God began creating, the earth was wealth and waste, or how the the Hebrews, it's this chaotic um, waste, just this chaotic spinning depth. Mm -hmm. Um, And theologians have struggled with that, because we don't want a God who begins creating with chaos. We want a God of order on His own that just enforces His will
0: and makes exactly what He wants. Well, it's cleaner.
1: His it's, it's, it's cleaner. Today. You don't have to think,
0: right? If you don't have to <laughs> think, you don't have to yes. be aware.
1: But, but yeah, right
0: at the point
1: of creation, what do we find? We find chaos. Mm. And we find the Spirit of God silently hovering. And, and calling from it new possibilities of meaning. Now, I come from when I was still 20 years ago when I was in IT, information technology, the way in which you um, communicate information just to give you a, a glimpse at why chaos is necessary for richer meaning. Um, let's take an example of... Two prisoners of war, they were taken as prisoners of war in a foreign country, and their wives await a message from them. And the first prisoner is given a greater variety of responses, a bit more chaos. He can say, all is well, I am sick, or I'm critically sick. He's got those three choices. The second um, prisoner is given only one choice. You can only say, I am well. Both of them write a letter to their wives, and they say, I am well. The wife who receives the letter that says, I am well, and she knows that he had a choice to say, I'm sick or I'm critically ill, she's comforted because he had possibilities and he chose this one. Hmm. The wife who receives the letter that just says, I'm well, but that's the only choice he had, is no better off than what she was before she received the letter because that's the only choice. And unfortunately, as you say, that is what religion wants A a set of statements, this is truth, but that kind of, Religion actually teaches us nothing. Mm. Wow. God's creative process begins with chaos. Mm-hmm. It begins with options. It begins with possibilities. And the beautiful thing about it is, He invites us mm. to co create the meaning of
0: the story going forward.
1: Okay. Yeah, so that's the
0: idea of how I connect. I got a, uh, you. You actually used the word just now as, Why did I ask you, Bo? Because the term co-creation, or Mm -hmm. co-creators, again, in some circles, it's a weird phrase that I have a hard time listening to from some people because they they're not believable. Can you Mm -hmm. expound what that means without sounding weird? (laughs) (laughs) We have children. (laughs) We have children, but you know what I mean, right? And God allowed us to help
1: in the creative process. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, God did not create them by himself. He got us involved in that process. And I'm very thankful for it. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. We do things every day that has consequences. And they've got creative consequences, sometimes good, sometimes bad. That is you acting. And so I use the term co creation because I think in every moment God supplies us with possibilities
0: and dreams and ideas. And God
1: is the one. Yes, He's the one who draws us to the best and the beautiful. But. We are the ones that have to agree to actualize those possibilities.
2: Participate, yeah. It it, is in
1: human flesh where it becomes flesh. Could it be the same
0: as a a picture artist as they draw whatever comes to their mind or however they do it? That's a co-creation because there's still the thumbprint and the DNA of our loving Papa in that art. Is that kind of what you're talking about?
2: So genuine creativity, you know, imagine if we also, um, I, I loved what you said earlier about the openness and, um, you know, I think with, with this as well, the fact that we are drawn to possibilities of that we really, it really means something to God that we matter to God. Our choices mm-hmm. matter yeah. that we not, you know, God is not, there's not a hint of control in yes. God. God doesn't desire to control the outcome of your life. He wants to draw you to the greatest meaning and beauty possible, Hmm. but He's not the micromanager that we've almost, you know, um, kind of put onto God. We thought that that God micromanages every moment and every bit, whereas the nature of love is to set
0: free yourself. Don't we we hear people say God is in control? <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not sure he's a puppet master.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Not at all. Not at all.
2: And if he wasn't controlled to that extent, you look at some of the things or some of the plans and you think, well, hmm,
0: he didn't do a very good job. <laughs>
2: we could have done, it. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: So is it possible Isn't then it that? The Sorry, say that again.
2: Sorry, I just was commenting. Isn't it beautiful the nature of love and the yes. freedom of love?
0: I think I had, I just had something click in the um, we're co-creators. I think. Tell me if this is if this makes sense. In order for me to understand co-creation without any uh, layers of judgment, as in, oh, that sounds weird. If I come from that as the more I'm realized, I am loved fully, completely, and in a place of absolute delight, I can now see what co-creation can be. If I don't have that, and I think I have to contribute something out of duty, now it becomes a legalism, right? Then co-creation sounds weird, but it maybe doesn't sound weird when you understand love. Exactly,
1: because the very nature of love is uncontrolling. How can God be love and be in control? That's not love. (laughs) <laughs> love creates freedom. Love becomes vulnerable. Love allows you to affect it as it affects you. Um, anyone who has been in a relationship of love knows that
2: it changes
1: you. It changes you. Love is not a one-way directional type of thing. Love is this communion that transforms everybody. That's involved in it. And so God is vulnerable, mm. rather than in control. God, and you know, maybe this is why I, I try to be sensitive with our terminology and all of that. But on the other hand, I know, having come out of that Christianese tradition, mm-hmm. so many people just want something that works. Mm. We actually don't care about whether your terminology is maybe used by this group or that group, or it sounds a little bit new, or this, or who cares if it works? <laughs> <laughs> and it is part of uh, a conversation that enhances this intimacy and fellowship with our ABBA. I will use whatever terminology is helpful in that way. Enough, um,
2: yeah? yeah, I was thinking earlier as well yeah. of, I mean, I love fruit. Because you know the fruit. If you go past an apple tree, um, the fruit is evidence that the life in the tree is just too much Mm. for just the tree to (laughs) contain. It must flow. It must, Mm. you know, give out. And you also don't walk past the apple tree and hear the the apple, the tree going, "Oh, I need to produce an apple." You know, Um, it just it just happens. The life is there, Mm. and it's beautiful. And I think we were speaking earlier as well, Mike, about, you know, growing in this grace and, and mm. that this, this journey we're on is, is an, a journey that is organic and it's growing, mm. you know, it's not part of these, I've got my little boxes and they're all in the right order and they're all ticked off mm. and now I can just sit back and enjoy this, this grace. Mm because we now part of the in club that knows how love works (laughs) and how freedom works and whatever. And, um, (laughs) but for me to grow in grace and to grow in this journey, surely then if we are known by our fruits, that I should become more gracious.
0: Oh, really? That's gotta be part of it.
2: (laughs) 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 And, you know, I love the fact that, um, that we can partake of this beautiful fruit, mm-hmm. of this, this beautiful peace and this joy and this love can be part of our our growing up in Christ. And um, It's
1: a growth that never stops. No, I mean, no. if something's ongoing. organic, growing, then it's an inexhaustible experience. I, I think maybe, you know, this is a part where I where I know a lot of the grace groups that we're involved in have struggled Mm -hmm. because they've come out of a place where religion was an effort to attain, an effort to get. The grace message was kind of a salvation in terms of you don't have to attain anything it's been given and there's great truth in that. But I think the perversion of that idea then develops into a a life that is just static. Mm -hmm. A life where I have got no creative contribution to make towards my world because all I can do is discover what God has done. No. There's more. It's not what He's doing. Yes. God still does stuff (laughs) through you. God still lives through you, there's still there's beautiful meaning and ideas to be invented and created that hasn't been invented and created yet. And um, we are invited to be part Mm -hmm. of this ongoing process of the word becoming flesh of the possibilities in the mind of God, finding actuality in your life. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think I think uh, even for me, way back when I was growing in stages of grace and exposed to the same groups that you were, but I, I, I oh, this is embarrassing. But I came to a place of thinking I've arrived. I, yeah. I, this is it. I can I have found the message, and I can take on any pastor now because I've got the right answer. Oh, it was horrible. Is. Only to only to find out, thank, again, Rudy's video series from um, Bruce Walkup was part of the more exciting, greater and deeper, wider love of God expansion, um, uh, the journey I'm on now that's never ending. But when I started to see and look back at even some of my grace friends... Uh, accused me of of uh, going too far, or I wasn't fitting their terminology anymore. Therefore, I was ostracized. Yeah. So they created a new in group. They took legalism, yeah. turned into gracealism. It's like what? Yeah. So I, I've uh, now, uh, like we were just saying, growing in grace. I my weekly program I do on Wednesdays is called Still Growing in Grace because yeah. I've learned from all that, realizing, hang on, we're not yeah. done. We are all still growing and we need each other because you see something I can't, I may inspire something that you hadn't heard before, I don't know, or an attitude, something that reflects uh, an emotion, who knows, but this is where we got to all be connected and recognize our connection. That's what I've seen. That
1: relationship that keeps it alive and living. Uh, there's no problem with being content in the moment with what you have. There's much to be discovered, but it's the the infinite possibilities, the, the God for whom all things are possible, who draws us forward into more relationship, mm-hmm. more encounters, more meaning, more beauty, more consciousness. Yeah.
0: What is something that you're seeing in the people you're discipling what are the key areas of growth and awareness that are arriving to people like there's some topics i i deal with a lot of deconstruction topics because there's a big list but what are you seeing in what you're sharing like in the in the first course and the second course what are you hearing people are most excited about is there something tangible or a topic or a theme yes so
1: maybe i'll take the first one i think our first course is, will probably fall within this deconstruction, reconstruction category. Mm. But it is something that doesn't just help you reinterpret a few verses differently than what you did before. It is a whole new approach to scripture, to how we understand our relationship with others. I think that is one thing that I haven't touched on in mimetic theory, but it is the way in which desires are triangular. In other words, I don't just desire that phone. Desire doesn't just spontaneously occur between a human and the object of desire, but rather desire is mimetically Uh, transferred. So I see Mary Ann desiring the phone, and that's why I desire it. Um, You see it with toddlers. You You have a room full of toys with one toddler playing with one toy. If you let another toddler in, the first thing he notices is the other toddler. The second thing he notices is the toy closest to the other toddler, and he runs for that toy. Uh, and grabs that and, and war breaks out, uh, <laughs> a short summary of human history, <laughs> I want to one. Mm. And um, so that has been probably in the first course, one of the most profound personal transformations that people experience is they become aware of the relationships that affect their desire mm-hmm and how they have scapegoated, whether it's their kids, their husbands, their friends, whoever, because of the internal turmoil of not knowing what they desire or having what they desire. And so, when when that becomes obvious, we've had beautiful testaments of my relationship with my daughter has changed, my relationship with my husband. And for me, also, always the transformation of relationship, that's key. So, there's the one aspect, you know, the, the conversation online might be academic, might be informational, might be exciting around ideas and concepts. But what comes out by the end of the course is... Relationship has been transformed. Mm. I've become aware of things within myself that I used to just project onto others. Wow! In the second course, what would you say is?
2: Um, I think also the that process. possibility of me because we meaning-making machines <laughs> we, yeah. we are and um, we that that transformation of meaning and. Um, mm. And in the whole aspect of God drawing us to participate, to Mm. Mm. co-create our world, you know, that um, our our involvement in in the life of God being actualized in Mm. our world. And um, I think that's also an aspect. And obviously for many people who have not um, experienced being quiet Instilling mm. their thoughts, there has, you know, been such a, an amazing springboard into so a marriage of not just information but transformation and um, holding that space, creating space for for new meaning and mm. n- and new possibilities mm. to arise. Um, yeah, and yeah, and obviously also the community and the conversation yeah. um, is is really. Yes, you know, for for many people, transformational because you, you would know in a journey where you're losing, you losing, you're not just losing ideas; you feel like you're losing yourself and control. Because we are so wrapped up yes. <laughs> in our ideas and um, to be to, on
1: that journey with someone else. Yeah, for yeah, people
2: who are who are you know, and just in a in a safe space is yeah. conversation is always so important in that.
0: It sounds like you're talking about. What Jesus, or what was mentioned in Philippians, where Jesus emptied Himself, He modeled it. Um, uh, something I, I, I had a program this morning, and something was said there that kind of caught me off guard. And you just the way you're talking it reminds me of this. I've heard a lot of talk in in again some of these gray circles, and some of the peripherals that we are God, you know, this whole, whole idea of uh, because I'm one with God, therefore now I am. And you hear the rhetoric going up and it's driving me crazy. And then I realized what you just said about Philippians, even Jesus did not see himself as equal at that time. you know, like, this is his model of humility and emptying was a model for us. And that seems to be more of the, the fruit of what abiding yeah. should look like is that does that make sense? I I think it does. Do you want to say
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: that um, obviously we can partake of the divine nature, like like Peter mm-hmm. says, that that there's a participation that God is inviting us and enabling us to participate. In who he is, mm-hmm. and at the same time, God participates and becomes flesh and expresses himself through me. Yes, and so, in a very real way, I can say, I am part of God.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that.
1: And God is part of me. Yes. <laughs> um, but if you speak about this relate, this body, this knowledge, this relational node. Mm-hmm. That is not all of God. God is
0: everything. Because if that was true, if that was true, God's sitting beside you as well.
1: Yes, exactly. I can... can, um...
2: (laughs) And also, you know, for me, I think such a a clarity for even that passage in Philippians 2 would be not clinging to the right. It's almost like these days we very much our right to be, I am the divine, and I am that. That is, you know, for, for Jesus, that was it, it wasn't even a um, how can I say? I'm losing the words here. Let's just say he, he didn't cling to that, he didn't cling to his, he didn't right. have to
1: argue for it, yeah, it for just equality
2: to with it. God, yeah. he never in like, his attitude. He wasn't, a, no. Yeah. And, and it's only actually when you realize, when you're not coming from a sense of lack of being, but you realize all that you participate in, that you are able to empty yourself, that you are able to do exactly what he did, and that is reach out to the other. And um, I think in a sense that, that, that kind of brings to mind as well how we are part of one another. Mm. So you know, even passage where Matthew, I think Matthew twenty-two, where he speaks about love the Lord your God. They ask him, "What is the greatest command?" And he says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, all your strength." And then he says, "And love your neighbor as yourself." And we've often interpreted that as, "Okay, well, I need to just love myself well, and then I must love my neighbor." As much as I love myself. Wow. But he says love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> oh my. Your Say that again slower. That was beautiful. That <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> that your neighbor is that the next person you meet is an extension of you. That sounds That's, like
0: fruit. It does again.
2: <laughs> And then again, you know, yeah. we're not clinging to the right to know this. And now I'm right, you wrong. I'm in, you out. Rather, when you see the other as an extension of yourself in the same way as you're an extension of God, you begin to see God in the other.
0: Yeah. Oh, and my. And you begin
2: yeah. to yeah. out yeah.
1: to
2: the other. And... Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those beautiful mysteries, isn't it? Where, where, well, you know, even the passage in John 17, where he says you and me and me and you and oh. I and, and thinking that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and it's yep. part of the beautiful mystery of, of this and relationship. And
0: Jesus now. came to reveal that mystery. Like it took yeah. me, I was i a, I'm a pastor now for about 31 years this October. Um, but for the last 20 years I did is the only time I've known Christ lives in me it wasn't until here's the secret Christ lives in you that verse became a wake up reality check 20 years ago and I've been pastoring for 10 years already I did yeah. not know I thought it was with me but I didn't know it was in me as me with me that I was infused fused in like we are one in union that was a bizarre concept
2: so no. <laughs> instead of me
0: trying to become now I'm learning to discover my actual being, and that's a lot more restful. Yes.
2: That's beautiful. beautiful.
0: Wow. Well, thank you. you know, I think our, our, our time's almost up. I got a couple of minutes, so I, I'd love to hear what, what would you say to those that are hungry to, hey, I want some more of this. Um, what could God be putting on your heart to share at this? Is there anything that's coming to mind? Because I know you shared a lot already. It's been beautiful.
1: I I would invite you. We've got a lot of free resources available on YouTube. Um, uh, You can just search for Always Loved. Um, Our website is alwaysloved.net and from there you can find our articles, our videos, our school, all of those things. So we've got a lot of resources available Um, and Actually, what we want to refer you to ultimately, and what all of these teachings point mm. to, is a source of living water that's yes. within you. Mm. A source that will never run dry. Uh, uh, a process that continually Renews and brings new life. It's there, and so our conversation with one another is not because we have something you don't, but because we celebrate our common participation in the God who has poured Himself out. And it's always
2: way larger than we, and way better than we've ever imagined.
1: Deep draws to deep, deep, right?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> for, um, yeah, thank you for your time as well. We appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. I hope we can do this again. I, I have, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about something when we're done. But uh, this mm. has been a, a wonderful thing. I'm going to make sure the links are on uh, in the notes below once this airs. Um, but I think this is just scratching the surface. Like I, I remember a conversation with uh, William Paul Young and he was sharing on a stage of how the Trinity submitted to humanity in full submission. I've never heard that concept before, but there, this is where the whole um, uh, vulnerability of God was exposed. I'd never seen it before. It's like, what? Wait a minute. So If that's how God submitted to the world, that's a model for us. Instead of the world that we're in right now, especially pandemic time, everybody's about rights, my rights to this, my right to that. Wait a minute, you got no rights. You gave them up. So I I don't know. There's just something something that doesn't click. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Well, thank you, Andre and Marianne. This was a pleasure, and uh, I hope we can chat again sometime.
2: Love
0: chatting to you, Mark. thank you, Mike. Bye. All I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, my goodness, that was so neat to hear that again. Um, I forgot parts of it for sure, and uh, it's very engaging. It's uh, it definitely will create hunger. Actually, Jesus is creates the hunger in us, but some of these things trigger that. That uh, you know, He's wanting us to see a whiter and and better perspective of others um i think it was uh, joy who said it's not us and them but us oneness is in our union with god and that's it like if we, we're not to see each other as separated i think separation is uh, part of the big lie you know that god is separate from us that we're separate from each other oh my goodness it's it's wild um yeah so hello to a few of you i'm gonna say oh joy good morning joy and mark i'm assuming you're both together bill down in uh, georgia Woo-hoo. hope you're doing well buddy and then helen uh looks like you're already part of uh, the uh, mess. Uh, mem- i don't even know how to say it now i'm getting all tongue-tied from the academy with andre and marianne um thanks for tuning in and listening today okay that's it for today it's uh time for me to run Uh, hope you guys have a great week next week we are going to have a great topic uh it's going to be with um, uh uh bill thrasher and richard murray we're going to talk about ananias and sapphira Uh, we have two episodes on that that i think you're gonna like uh it's it's uh deeper and wider than you thought i'm ready for it are you (laughs) all right thanks again everyone you guys have a really great week and we will catch you next wednesday morning 8 a.m eastern standard time